All right, all right. We'll we be were, back. We're, we're back, guys. We weren't here last week. There just wasn't a lot to talk about, so we just started just to put it off a little bit. Yeah. But we're back with episode 23. <laughs> yes, you got it right. Three. <laughs> Michael Jordan, one of my favorite athletes. Not the Wayne Gretzky. That's not what you said. He said Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, the favorite. Yeah. Michael Jordan, number 23, my other other favorite. That's great that you appreciate what Gretzky did oh, as a non-box, as a boxing true. fan over hockey, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've always was a big fan of Gretzky. I, I played hockey at the beginning, too. I, was a, I played for like four years at a pretty high level. And I wasn't like a, like, um, a great player fast and that, but I was just so tenacious and so... Like there and Flurry. Yeah. Remember Flurry? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just like, I was just like a rough yeah. getting in there, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so. Yeah, so you appreciate the sport. Definitely. Yeah. I was, I was always a big fan of hockey. Yeah, Gretzky was pretty amazing. Em- Edmonton Oilers. Yep. Yeah. L.A. Kings. L.A. Kings. Gretzky was just something else, yeah. man. He, he was amazing. He was amazing. And he had good good support support team around him. Yeah, right with Messier sure. right there. Oh, Kevin Lowe, Mc, uh, Lowe, McSorley, McSorley, Grant Fear, Glenn Anderson, Glenn Anderson. Yeah, like where, where, where do you stop here, here man with that that team? But okay. let, let's get back to what we're <laughs> we digress. Our our um, podcast is about Doc and the Boxer. We're at episode 23, and we're talking boxing news, guys. Boxing relevant stuff that's happened in the boxing world. Yeah. Some things about us, um, about my career, and things like that, and how it pertains to now. Uh, Doc is going to give us as expert insight on the medical side of of yep. the sport and all that. Yep. And we got Doc and the Boxer. Yep. And now 23, episode 23. 23. Lots to so, talk about because yeah. this is a busy weekend of fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, we last week there wasn't that much to talk about, but this week there definitely was. And we got to start with the biggest topic of the, uh, of the weekend was the Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber. Bomb squad! <laughs> That, he's hilarious. Yeah, man. he's a he, funny guy. He's he a character. Is. I I, I like yeah. him. Yeah. I really like him as an yeah. athlete. Um, look, he he get he got into boxing. At, uh, he was a little bit older. Yeah. and he uh, within two years of boxing, he went to the Olympics. Yeah, and won a bronze medal. That's amazing for for the USA. <laughs> like that's yeah. crazy because if you win medal, going to the Olympics is great. Like, like you're, that's amazing. You're winning medals at the Olympics. That's crazy. Like you're you're a really really good fighter. Was he like the only American to medal in that Olympics that year? That two, I think that was 2008 Olympics. Yeah. Beijing. Was that Earl Spence Jr.? Was he the only one to medal on uh, when he went? Wait, maybe I'm wrong with the yeah, 2008 see? because Earl Earl did did Earl bronze medal? He yeah he did I think. Anyway, we'll, was, speaking we'll of it. Earl Spence, yeah, did you see the the pictures now been released of, of him? the car accident? Um, not the car accident, but him. A picture of mugshot. No, how did it look? Um, he had a. Uh, it wasn't that bad. He had like a red eye. Yeah, his eye was all red. Um, 
he had some lacerations on his face and stuff. And from that horrific car accident, that could have been career-ending and and life-altering. Absolutely. Uh, remember, what was his name? Uh, he always fought the Ar- Argentinian. And then the rematch, he got knocked out really bad. And he was in a motorcycle accident soon after and was paralyzed. Do you remember? That was, uh, yeah, no, that was Paul Williams. Paul Williams, that's it. Sergio Martinez. Yeah, Sergio, they fought the the one time, twice. Twice. And the second time, one of the highlight knockouts. Yeah, he got that highlight real KO. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Paul the Punisher Williams, he was hit. uh, it became handicapped after yeah. his uh, motorcycle. motorcycle accident. Yeah, so he's he's lucky, Earl very Spence. Very lucky, man. Yeah, could have been life-altering, like we're saying, right? And then those pictures were kind of gruesome, but at least we got to finally see something. I don't know the, what has been said in terms of where yeah. he's at, when he's going to fight. I don't think anything has been said because I think there's keeping it Was hot he charged for with now. anything? He's, he... No, he just received, um, I think he just received probation for the DUI, but he wasn't charged. So he did have a high blood alcohol. He must, yeah, he must have. And in a car with speed? Mm-hmm. That's, he, he t- that's total, a recipe. Total of his car there. Disaster, yeah. But anyways, let's get back to um, the fight on the weekend. And we're talking about, well, we just talked about Deontay Wilder. Uh, bronze bomber and his fight with rematch with Luis or King Kong Ortiz and dangerous fight yeah and uh, very da- very dangerous fight but one thing you you can take from this fight is just like like the power that Deontay Wilder possesses and having that one eraser in his hand that's going to change everything on one given the landing, landing of a punch changes the whole fight. Yeah, he was losing the fight up in the, up yeah. into that point in the seventh round. Yeah, and he landed that huge right hand bang, which southpaws, which Luis Ortiz was, are more susceptible to getting hit with because of yourself. But let me show you how land yeah. one of them right hands. Yeah, well, you could try. <laughs> <laughs> Because I might a slip and counter. A referee encounter, <laughs> but I know like mosquitoes that bite harder than that. Oh no! <laughs> so let let's talk a little bit about what we saw in the fight, um, because I liked a couple of things that showed me he's really improved, Deontay, since his last fight. Even this guy's athletic ability is off the charts. Yeah, really, I agree. he's such a, a an incredible. Um, Mm-hmm. Athlete and and a very strong mind right. and intellect. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Can I sorry? Can yeah. I just, just and this is just a quote that he goes. You know, my intellect is very high in the ring. Just talking yeah, yeah. about what you're saying. Yeah, and I agree that, with that. Yeah. He is. And um, so I saw a couple things. I saw patience. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to reveal what he's going to do and how he's going to throw that right hand. If it will be looping straight down the middle. Yeah. So. Um, I think that created a little bit of caution at times with uh, his opponent, uh-huh. but with Ortiz. But also, do you see? And it's the right thing for a, a orthodox fighter to do: keep right. moving towards your right, moving away from right that moving. guy's left hand. Yeah. So he kept getting his foot on the on outside, the outside yeah. and Ortiz yeah. was having trouble at times yeah. getting his foot on the yeah. on the outside. 
Because the big thing with Southpaw and Orthodox Fighter is that positioning of that lead leg right. to get it on the outside for your advantage. And when you saw when he the times when he was able Ortiz was able to accomplish that on Wilder, he was able to get off a combination. Right. He was. So he was positioning himself well, but but again, the way he moved, his nice wide stance, Wilder, and sometimes he'd get cut off a little bit. Ortiz would cut off the ring yeah. from him moving to the right. Uh-huh. Um, but most of the time, he was crafty Yep, and yeah. with his footwork. Yeah, he was so, very crafty. Amazing. I would still like to see him more, throw more jabs. Uh, yeah, and throw more punches um, in general <laughs> yeah. because he Makes- was losing all the fight on all three scorecards. Yeah. At, at, he was losing 58 to 56, 59, 55, 59, 55. All before, hey, the thing is, like, regardless of how the fight was playing out, um, we all had a great understanding and kind of knew that eventually it's Bronze Bomber's going to land that punch yeah. and things are going to change right away, instantaneously. And did you see how he set that up? So he did a lot of pawing mm-hmm. in those first six, yeah. six rounds with mm-hmm. his jab. And he did the same thing. So he almost did like this little paw, which suckered Ortiz in. And then bang, through that right. And that, and he brought it then down across. Did yeah. you see? Yeah. It was beautiful. Can you imagine getting hit with one of those sledgehammers <laughs> oh like that, man? And that was, the count was fine. Kenny Bayless is a good rep. Yeah, he's... The count was fine. Yeah, the timing some people it, talked a little bit about that. Like, the no, he was count out, was too quick. He was he out like the show, He's a veteran. Yeah. Veteran. He would show the, the ref that, yeah. okay, he's ready and able to fight. Mm-hmm. He'd put, face him, make eye contact, put his gloves up, walk yeah. towards him, walk back. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, but he was out. He yeah. was out. No, he was, he couldn't he come was back. done. He was done. So that was the right choice. That was the right... That was right. Yeah, no, you make that, the count. No, definitely. It, that, that was the end of the fight. That was the end of the fight. Yeah. He couldn't recover from <clears> that. And now let's move on now. Um, because, you know, generally when a fight, it doesn't look that good when you you have enough, a fight coming up and then you've already signed to fight another guy after. And that's why this whole Tyson Fury oh, and yeah, Dante Wilder rematch had already been yeah. um, signed, contrast signed for their February 22nd second, um, rematch to occur. But, hey, but um, Fury got past his opponent, the, the, uh, the, the Polish the, guy, the right? German guy, or yeah, German, whatever he yeah. was. But he, the guy gave him a really good, good fight. Good fight, man. And, that guy was confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Wilder had to get... Um, Get past Luis Ortiz, who in their first fight gave him a lot of gave him a lot of trouble and almost had him almost gone. So that's why there was like some prestige in this rematch to to happen. And now this fight is over, and now we can look forward to a Wilder and Fury rematch, which is very interesting. So interesting fight, absolutely. So I don't know if. I think I saw him trying to do Wilder at a check left hook, right? And sometimes he'd miss wildly. Mm-hmm. At the end of the fight, near the end, in the sixth or seventh round, he actually started connecting with that left hook. What a great thing to have in his arsenal going in, if he can get better at it, going into the fight with 
Fury, Tyson Fury, because Fury had that cut. Yeah. That was a bad one. And it's, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they're actually still they're fighting in February because that's yeah. going to be full of still healing scar tissue. You're right. You're so, and if Wilder has yeah. that developed, that hook nicely, that yeah. left check hook. He can open that cut up very early I don't early think, on. I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't think that fight is going to happen now. Then That, that it, it won't happen in February. If There's I was, too much money on the line. There's too much at stake for a cut to cause um, right. a fight to be stopped or, right. or, or whatever. Hey, guys, you notice the shirt? Oscar De La Hoya, the golden boy, one of my favorite fighters. Um... You know, he's a good fighter. He's, you know, he's a good, he's a good fighter. Um, you know, I'm just like, I don't know what it was. I was, uh, it's my back. My back was just uh, uh, something, a, a wind discussion, and then it was my back. <laughs> he was, Deloitte was saying that in one of his interviews one time, and I was just like, what? You say like, my back, my back just seized up. And like, Did you say a you, gust of wind? Yeah, it was it's like a wind. I was, I was a gush, of, gust of wind just in my back. That's hilarious. But anyways, he was a gold boy. Mm. He was sick. Um, yeah. So we were saying, talking about Tyson Fury. So you think that their team is gonna anytime soon say, look at, we gotta. Push we back. need a little bit. I think so for sure. Just to, I would do that because you need that tissue as healed as mm-hmm. possible. Yep, and Otherwise, like the same thing can happen. The, I fight the fight could get stopped yeah, because of the cut. Yeah. Hey, doc, is scar, is scar tissue tougher than the no? Rib? No, it's, it's not. Weaker. It's weaker. It's weaker oh, okay. than the fetal tissue yeah. you're born with, and it's less elasticy, so yeah. it's brittle almost, yeah, so it can yeah. break. Yeah. Where our normal skin is elastic, it flexes mm-hmm. and tenses and. Mm-hmm. All that stuff and stretches. Yeah. Scar tissue doesn't stretch well, so yeah, yeah. it can be busted open pretty easily. And like, Not easily, uh, but yeah, one thing like we, me, when yeah. I fought professional, seven of my thirteen pro fights all were cuts that required stitches. So I have wow, like, a, if you I look can, closely can, yeah. on my head, yeah. here I oh, got yeah. fifteen stitches there. Yeah, there's another there, one there. Yeah, they're all over. Them. From yeah. I was just. My style in professional, yeah. like it, there was too much of the head clashing and. Wasn't you know, your nickname uh, Frankenstein? <laughs> it could have been. It definitely <laughs> could have been. I should have done that for Halloween one time when I had, I looked like that with stitches everywhere. And stuff. Yeah, I bet. I yeah. bet. Not yeah. easy, man. But that's the nature of the sport. So it is. Yeah. So. It's a good target for Deontay, and it's a good thing for him to keep working on that left hook and that yeah. check left hook. Yeah. Which he was trying to, you know, the Mayweather check left mm-hmm. hook and then move away with it. Man, he's just so big, six seven. He's so long. Yeah. He's, his look at his reach. Yeah. And look at that power. He's just a very, very dangerous fighter. Whew. Very dangerous. And they were patient. Their whole strategy apparently was to tire him, go take him deep, don't get into skirmishes early when he's got his full power Ortiz, mm-hmm. but let him get a little more tired as the fight goes on. And Bam, then look for your spot. That's so what he th- did. This Perfect. Is what, and this is what he was saying, Deontay. Deontay is like, you know, you know, my intellect is very high in the ring. Even though I don't get credit for it, but you know, I had to go. I had to go out there. I had to throw my right hand a few times, and I finally got my measurement. So he's talking about that. Yeah, that he was, lazy jab. The jab out there. is 
he's finally got his measurement. Measuring, yeah. Measuring the guy. And I took the shot. I seen the shot and I took it. Yeah. I think I heard him one time buzz him a little bit with the hook. And, you're, and that's that hook that you're right. talking about. And he finally got the timing of that hook after the second half of the mm-hmm. the fight. Like, he fought well in round six. Yeah. And then in round seven did his thing. Yeah. But he got clipped, I think, before, early in round seven. But didn't bother him, it seemed. And then he was saying, he's like, that was the start of it. And then I took my cue from there. But Ortiz is one of the best in the world. And one thing I really liked about Wilder and Ortiz, they had... Mutual respect for one another. Oh, absolutely! And it was it, it was it was very nice to see that, especially after the fight. And then Wilder hugged them, and they were talking for a while. And and um, so and the you, I, I've talked about it before, but the reason why um, Wilder first got into boxing, anyways, is for his daughter that had spina bifida, and he's like, I got to do something for my daughter. And what he got into boxing, he, now he's where he's at. He's able to help oh, his daughter. Man, but what then, an Luis Ortiz has a similar. His daughter had um, a similar mm-hmm. um, disease. Yeah. Was it? I think it and was spina bifida. I, I think it was something different. I forget was it? the I don't remember. something. Boy, I can forget the. <laughs> I'm the medical expert, and I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> um, and so, 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 Wilder was like, "I want to help him out." I know if I fight him, he can get a good payday. And he promoted him too in his in his uh, in the press com- post fight press conference and in the ring, I believe too. He said, "I don't know why this guy, you know, maybe you saw some some kinks in his armor. Um, please fight this guy. He's one yeah, of the top oh, fighters." Yeah, yeah, he was saying that. Yeah, yeah. so he was yeah. helping, still yeah. helping him out still in, helping in, his, him. in his victory. Good, that's great. Yeah. That's great to see. Yeah, I, 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 I think Wilder's a very good dude. He's a great, I, I like him a great lot. Great athlete, great person, great fighter. Yeah. He represents the sport well too. We're talking about the knockout. We're talking about Deontay <laughs> Wilder and his his power, which is unheard of power that we that we've seen in a fighter. And and look at here the, the this will this will exactly state that best career knockout percentage in heavyweight history and then one is Deontay Wilder and at, um he's got 40 KOs in and 40, nine, 40 KO fights. 40 41 fights no cuz he's 42 and 0 now right sorry that's okay you're so popular yeah that's my family my brother <laughs> and my i don't know we have a group anyways anyways <laughs> You're, um, you're, you got to set boundaries with yeah. your group. Sunday night is Doc yeah. and the Boxer. It's always family time. Always. Uh. You got to make time for the fam. <laughs> um, but um, Sorry, that's my family. Oh, let's look what's going on here. What is it, Mom? Quit bugging me, Mom. <laughs> Don't you know I'm busy? I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, okay. What so career knockout percentage? We got Wilder, ninety five percent, and forty fights, for no forty one, forty one and zero, and one draw. Right now he's yeah. forty two. Now he's forty two and zero and one draw. He's got and he's got forty KOs. He can catch Mayweather except Ro- for the draw. So. Rocky Marciano, 
43 KOs and 49 fights, 87%. Number two. So number- he's showing he's one of the best knockout artists in the history of the yeah, sport. Yeah, he, he is in the history. He deserves much history. respect. Yeah. He does. He yeah, does. Totally. Vitaly Klitschko, number three, 41 KOs and 47 fights, 87%. George Foreman, 69 KOs and 81 fights. Wow. 85%. Yeah, that's crazy, eh? Yeah. And then Mike Twice in the 44 KO, 58 fights. <laughs> 76%. It's <laughs> ludicrous. <laughs> that never grows old for me. It's funny I, I, as hell, I love man. doing Tyson. I know, he's Tyson's the best. Do you remember in Living Color, that show? Yeah. And uh, Damien Wayne used to do the Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good. Or no, Marlon. No, the older Wayne's, Marlon Wayne. Or one of the Wayne brothers. Damon, Damon, Damon. Damon, Damon He's the older one, I think. No, it's it's one other one. Oh, there's an the older one that actually, one. yeah, yeah, but, started the show, I think. Yeah, and we can anyways, we can debate about, about that, but <laughs> I know you're whatever. talking about. So, mm. anyways, so that's uh, yeah, so that fight it tied Wilder for the most defenses in, in heavyweight with Muhammad Ali at ten, yeah, at ten defenses. From the belt that he won five years ago from Bermain. Remember Bermain Sturman? They Surin? had two fights. I know Bermain really him. good. Like yeah. He was on the national team with me and stuff. Great guy, whatever. Nice. But I would just say, like, in that rematch, like, remember the press conference? And Bermain's like, man, I'm going to be all up in your ass. And, like, he's like, and Waller's just like, and then they had these uh, memes you're showing, um, uh, you're, you're showing Bermain t- talking this. I'm, I'm be all, all up in your ass. I pray. I swear. I prayed. Uh, no, I swear to God. I swear to God. He was saying that. Then they. Then two minutes later, and then they switch. Then it's Wather when he knocked. He knocked Bermain out, and Bermain was on his knees, and yeah, that was a brutal knock. That that settled that. That's how I don't. Has he fought since Stivern? No, he hasn't. Yeah, but all I mean, all due res- all respect to you, Bermain. Yes, Bermain had uh, those fights with Chris. I think there were two fights. Areola. With Chris Ariola. Yeah, he was. He Stiver- looked good. Uh, Bermain was. Yeah, awesome. Fought mm-hmm. beautifully and was like punching out a, some really quick jabs. Yeah. I was really yeah. impressed. Yeah, the guy he yeah. knows how to fight. He definitely, we definitely made does. it to that that high level like that. So. Yeah. Definitely yeah, I always good. enjoyed watching him fight. I like the guy. Yeah. Yeah, we went on a bunch of tournaments together. One year we went to um, the Olympic qualifier in uh, Tijuana, Mexico. And he was on the team and stuff too. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. So should we, let's move on from that fight and then go to the next fight? Yeah, unless, or do you just want to before we do. A bit more? Uh, just one thing, actually. Yeah. Um, who's your pick for the rematch of the Fury, um, uh, Tyson Fury Wilder fight? Who's your pick? Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with Wilder. I'm gonna have to go with Wilder. I just think. I know. I don't know. I just feel like 
you know, coming. One thing is that, you know, he's when they go into their fight, the rematch, it's gonna be in February, and a guy that he just came off, like he, he just fought, and now he's gonna fight again in February. And uh, and I know a Fury fought. It was last month. Or I think it was in was it September? September? Yeah, it was September. Yeah. So he hasn't fought in a while. And Deontay's gonna be sharper, a little bit sharper. I and, was thinking the same thing. And I think that's gonna be because these guys are so evenly matched. Like look at their first fight. That yeah. Fury was able to come back from a big, huge, massive puncher like that mm-hmm. to be down and just come up off the ground. From getting knocked down. <laughs> that was down. unbelievable. Yeah, no one even thought he would do that. And and that was that hook that bang, that boom. And then that boom, the hook, he caught him on the way down. Yeah. Two yeah. shots. Yeah. So I and think that's going to be just a deciding factor. And I think he's even, I mean, he had some big swing and misses in that first fight. Wilder. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Tyson's such a good mover. Yeah. But he was trying to rush it and he was kind of telegraphing it. I think he's learned from that, Wilder, to be like this whole thing with patience. You don't have to rush in. Mm-hmm. Be patient. Figure out how the guy's moving. I don't timing. know. I don't think he's rushing. I think he's... Uh... Don't He's make American. that's a dad He's joke. American. You're not even a dad. Can you imagine how much worse that's gonna get <laughs> with your first kid? That was oh funny, man! man. <laughs> He's from Toulouse, or uh, Alabama. So I think he's gonna be patient. Toulouse, yeah. Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, yeah. So <laughs> Toulouse, Toulouse, the same thing. So I think he is gonna be more patient in that rematch. Um, pick his punches a little better and uh, figure out. Tyson's movement and timing. Yeah, and I and he's better at he's he's gotten better with his footwork too. So I suspect he'll use that to his advantage. Yeah, that wide stance work against Ortiz well yeah. too. Do you like that wide stance? I know they always tell you shoulder width apart. I mean, there's never you're never wrong with the stance. I mean, you're wrong if you're like all over the place. Right. But if you're too wide, then more than shoulder width apart, um, it's not bad. For a guy with long limbs, like yeah, true, he can turn it into a kind of an offensive weapon. Yeah, you know, yeah, because it's his footwork with those long legs, and the way he can cut the ring off quicker, I think can work to. His and advantage. he's got a he's got a squat more to be more at your eye level, anyways. Damn. So he's got that, those legs. Yeah, that, that brings him down a yeah, few he's, inches. He's That's more right. At the eye level. <laughs> he does down. the splits, and he's like, yeah. your height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I think we can move on from okay. that one. So let's move on to the next fight uh, yeah. of that of the of that night, um, the PBC fight card, um, with the Deontay main event there, and that fight was in Las Vegas too at the, at the MGM Grand. The um, on the undercard of this fight was Leo Santa Cruz, Leo Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. and uh, the, it's always great to watch Leo Santa Cruz. At Leo Santa Cruz, he's a Great fighter, big volume puncher. Always comes forward. Big, tall, uh, rangy. Blanky. He's got the height, reach. Yeah. He's got a nonstop punching. Like, and we're talking about a guy here who's now 37 and one, and uh, one draw, and one loss, and 19 KOs. Who was his one loss to? Carl Frampton. 
Yeah, and those fights were good fights. Excellent. And you got to give Frampton a lot of credit for beating a guy Absolutely. like Santa Cruz. He was really prepared for that and mm-hmm. had a fight plan, and it yeah. worked. And in the second fight, Santa Cruz came, came out a little bit differently, and he couldn't adjust to it. I, I love when a fighter fight. makes the adjustment and, and it comes back <laughs> and then executes that game plan to nullify what you did previously yeah it's like watching a play or something yeah and you can see how it's gonna play out he 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 I, he's a smart fighter too santa cruz yeah he's, he is he and is. that was that fight was uh super featherweight yeah this, so that's that, a that weight f- class up 130 yeah. now he moved and now he's captured his fourth tight fourth weight class yeah. So a champion in four weight classes. He's rarefied error in rarefied yeah. error right now. Yeah. There's not a lot of fighters that have won multiple titles in more in four or more weight classes. The thing is, I think he also called out after this fight. I think he called out Gervonta Davis, but Gervonta's gone up. Gervonta. That's just, why that, that belt was available. Exactly. Right? Gervonta, Gervonta went up. Well, if he did why call, call him out, out if he did, one thing is that. Call the guy that's going to bring you the most money, okay. right? Like Javante, maybe it'll motivate him to come down. And yeah, Javante. Javante's got a fight coming up in uh, Baltimore, his hometown. Um, already like sold out. Who's he fighting? Um, yeah, he's a big. He's a pretty big. He's fighting Yorkus Gamboa. Oh wow! A 39 year old. His way past. Oh what no! He's, no. Exactly what I'm he's getting saying. knocked oh, out. It, bad. Like, he'll he'll maybe get a, the first two rounds maybe just because of his speed. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, not, it's not gonna last long. Not it's, with what a kid kind of like fight Davis. is this? Uh, come on! I I'm actually concerned about his health. Yeah, I mean because Crawford knocked him out, bad. knocked him down a few times. Yeah, it hurt him bad, yeah, and yeah. and I, I see did, the guy get hurt. I didn't even know he's even still fighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for fighters to just he shut was it big down. Back in the day of uh, Juan Manuel uh, Lopez. Lopez, yeah, he was because yeah. they, they came up. I remember at the 2004 Olympics in Athens, and because like, can you can you imagine he fought 112 pounds then? 112. Wow. That's small. Yeah. Oh so God. he used to. He was like my height, maybe a little even taller. But I remember us like boxing. We always had to lose weight before the weigh-in. And yeah. Then, but this the Cubans and especially him. He used to, you know, he's in it's Athens summer. He's Puerto Rican. Who? Uh, Juan Manuel. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been him three times. Yeah, I know. Juan Man. <laughs> yeah. He was okay. I yeah. Big I was, puncher. I was, big puncher. Yeah. But when he got like uh, when Salito yeah, beat him those, twice, he kind of went yeah, downhill. Yeah. Yeah, um, but anyways, Gamboa used to wear all these clothes to sweat, all this weight down. I was seeing him running and stuff. I'm like, man, poor guy, but he was a great fighter. He got 112 pounds. He was cleaning up that division yeah. there and won the Olympics easily. You know who another lightweight fighter we don't hear about any coming up, upcoming fights is Mikey Garcia. Why? Have, I don't oh, know what wait, weight he's going to fight at. Wait, um... Uh, there is talk that Manny Pacquiao, his next fight is going to be either Danny Garcia or Mikey Garcia. Really? Yeah. But you got to have the last name Garcia now? Yeah, I just thought Pacquiao. of that. I'm like, wait, there's got to be, there's two Garcias. <laughs> so related. he might fight Mikey at 147. 
I'm not, yeah, it's got to be at 47. Okay. I don't, that's you know, yeah, I think I he's think better my, at 140, personally. But. I think Mikey just chasing the money now. He Probably. took that fight with the real Spence. Like, that's not even a winnable fight. I don't even know. No, he's, that's not his Even people that were talking, oh, yeah, he's going to beat um, uh, Earl Spence. Like, no way, man. He's totally all gun. Weight classes in boxing for a reason. Absolutely. And that's why I'd rather see him fight at 140. I don't want to see him fight Pacquiao. I'd like to see Danny Garcia fight Pacquiao. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I think there's more deserving guys. And, maybe, but maybe, maybe Pacquiao's team sees that as... Uh, a marketable right, fight. fight. And, yeah, it yeah. is. Cause and you it's know, still and you know Angel Garcia is going to be quite... Yeah. Uh, Oh, he's going to be on a pay-per-view stage now. So yes. he's going to be like... So get ready for the Angel Garcia show. He's going to start That's calling Pacquiao some stuff. I don't know. That's a great way to sell like the call, fight. Yo, you flip, you flip, this and that. Yeah. And like, I, don't, I don't particularly like it, although I find him amusing. Yeah. So I, I don't mind watching him unless he gets too personal. Then, yeah. then I'm not a fan. Yeah. Keep it about he's, boxing. I think he's amusing because it's crazy what he says. And <laughs> like, you're just like... You're huh? like you're like. Did he just say that? Yeah. 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 So, but that will be. That's why I hope. It's, that's also why I hope. And and plus, he's a good counterpuncher, Danny Garcia, and he counterpunches yeah. in bunches, not just one single counterpunch. Pago. You know? And he's used to a guy with speed. He time. He's beautiful with his timing. He timed Khan. His but Pacquiao's no Amir Khan. Pacquiao's no, pretty no, totally. smart in the ring. I too. can't. Amir can't. <laughs> Amir can't. Poor guy. I can't. And I liked him too. I like. I thought Amir. he was a decent fella too. Yeah, uh, Amir. Amir, yeah. Yeah, he was a good fighter. Yeah, great fighter. Olympic silver medalist. Yeah. yeah, That was the same Olympics in Athens. He was blazing through people, and then there, he was just only a seventeen-year-old kid, and and people were like, "Who is this guy from England? Seventeen-year-old kid. What happened with him first? Um, he was too young. To to be on the you uh the Great yeah. Britain team, remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we talked anyway, about that yeah, too. You're so right. Anyways, but con, con, yeah, and then he good said fighter. he'd go back to represent Pakistan. Yeah, Pakistan. They said, no, 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 it's like, okay. Yeah, they just switched that quick. <laughs> Jeez. Um. So let let's get back more yeah. about the Leo Santa Cruz fight. Now Leo's thirty-seven, one and one, nineteen kills, and like I said, his fourth weight class that he's won a world title in. Um. At the 130, when yeah. the WA title vacated by Javante Davis and moved up to 135. And the scores of this fight against Miguel Flores, who was, all, who was 27 years old. Leo Santa Cruz is 31. Um, unanimous decision at 115, 112, 117, 110, and 117, 110. All for uh, Leo Santa Cruz over Flores. Yeah. And a, a pretty, good, pretty good fight, but... Um, Let's let's move on to let's see him what else he can where else is he gonna go at one thirty? Yeah, and he also said after the fight he wasn't happy with his performance because apparently there was some a lot of lulls in the action and some boos from the audience. Yeah, which I'm against no matter how what the fighters are doing. No, I agree the with that. The fact that, that but, they're in the ring is is but, but not, that's not enough. But not everyone thinks like that, right? I know. That's I just a, don't. I feel bad criticizing a guy that's probably been in training camp for eight to twelve. Exactly. Weeks. It's like it was like somebody goes on stage and are a comedian and and you start booing them and stuff. 
But look, they got up there and they exactly, and it, it's not right and respectful to do that. But people are gonna do it. Yeah, they're yeah, paying yeah, the money. Sure. At the end of the day, it's a fans yeah. that are the reason why this sport is even alive. Yeah, it's got it's gotta are. be a give and take from both sides, from the audience and from the the fighters too. Yeah, because they are getting paid to fight and to use their skill and and all that stuff. Yeah, like going to an all star game. Yeah, that's how I look at yeah, boxing. Every box, every yeah, fight right. is an all-star fight. You're right. You're right. Um, and then Leo, Leo Santa Cruz moving up to to this weight class, the hardest strengthening addition coach was, it, and did the did the weight properly, where he's not just you know gaining some extra weight, he's a little bit more flabbier. He's getting himself stronger yeah. to fill into that put some one thirty pound weight class, and. Um, um, Santa Cruz, like he's got some 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 names on his resume that he's beat. Like he's beaten Abner Maris twice. He won and lost to Carl Frampton. Um, he beat Kiko Martinez, Christian Majares, Alexander Munoz, and Eric Morrell. Do you remember Eric Morrell? Not real, not well. From Madison, man. Wisconsin, Puerto Rican, hundred twelve pounds. He was a good, good, good fighter. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I'd have to look him up again. But um, um, yeah, so just to finish off, so even he said he wasn't happy with his performance, Leo Santa Cruz, after the fight, and he said, "Don't worry, you'll, you know, it was a bit of a layoff, and you'll see me back, and I'll promise to deliver, and here's who I want to fight, basically." Yeah, and that's when he named Jermonta Davis as well. So. Okay, but I, I that paid. that ain't gonna happen because of the he just, he he just, just moved, moved up. up. He's not gonna come down. He wouldn't have vacated his no. belt. Definitely, you know, and he's fine at that weight at one thirty five. He carries his power really well. He does. He just too. He's just small. Look at the size difference yeah. here, Jermonta. If he were to fight. Um, Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're Five right. foot seven cruises. Yeah, he's tall and lanky yeah. for that weight class. Yeah. Um, Santa Cruz, he draws inspiration from his father, who you always see in his corner yeah. with the cowboy hat. Yeah. Um, his father has been battling myeloma, spinal cancer for the past three years. So, yeah, Santa Cruz just talks about how... There's like he looks at his dad and and his dad's like wheelchair bound and stuff and getting around this way and that and or a motorized uh, wheelchair and it he's he feels bad and this is like what's driving him is making him like I gotta do this I gotta you know and the inspiration is great yeah yeah absolutely I I, I think he's had on and off battles with cancer his father. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that Cruz Santa Cruz family's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough, man, when you have a, a loved one that's got cancer. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a great. My mom had it. It's yeah. A, it's just a terrible disease. Yeah. Terrible. Don't wish it upon it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, unfortunately, my father passed from it, but oh, uh, pancreatic sure, yeah. cancer. Oh, really? Eh? And yeah. Isn't that one of the worst kinds that you yeah. get in the yeah, pancreas? It, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, but um, yeah, that's that's the way it goes with cancer. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 some people 
depending on the cancer, really determines how well you'll respond to any treatment, too. Mm-hmm. So. But anyways, we digress. Yes. God, we just went dark there. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> Let's we get back right. up there. Yeah. We don't, we don't um, have a lot of time left, no. but okay, we're good. So we're good, that, actually. We got 20 okay. minutes. Still. So good. let let's just talk. Okay, so that let's see what's what's up next for Cruz. Yeah. Um. After after this fight, then another fight that was um that happened on the weekend too in Liverpool, England. I'm only talking about not that I really even care about this fight too much, but only talking about it because of the the poor decision that was rendered once again in boxing um i didn't watch a fight myself but i watched some highlights and i read a lot about it and um everyone said 90 percent of the people said that Ryder should have won and john i'm talking about john Ryder. this is calm smith fighting a, um defending his wba super middleweight title now is 26 no with 19 kills after a 12 round unanimous decision over John Ryder, who was 28 and 5 and 16 KOs, and the scores are 117 111, 116 112, 116 112. A very unpopular decision. It happened in Liverpool, England. Those are pretty, like, those scores are don't indicate. Just if you didn't see the fight or know about the fight and you heard those scores, mm-hmm. you go, oh, that, that's it the guy. It was a dominant yeah. to one guy. Yeah. But. The fight wasn't dominant. Yeah. So how do these? How are yeah. they get these freaking scores? I know. You think at least that the scores would be closer. And they fought in Liverpool. That yeah. that's Callum Smith's hometown. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that in this case that was an influence, but we've seen that in other cases. Hometown decisions. Hometown. hometown it happens all the time. Yeah. And it's very unfortunate. But look, because we're looking at Callum Smith, like, is he going to be an ex opponent for Canelo Alvarez? There's, money is a common denominator for everything and why decisions yeah. are happening. They just don't happen because, oh, I feel like going for this guy. Oh, no, because let's give it to this guy because he's going to fight this guy next. We're going to all make money. We're all going to make money. Right. You know? Yeah. And then it goes it goes round and yeah. round that way. And, yeah. and the, the fans, it's, it's not based on what the fans want to see. Yeah, necessarily. Yeah, but he is a skilled fighter, Caleb Smith. Like, for, yeah, very, very. Right, you know, uh, undefeated, um, nineteen KOs, um, big, tall. Yeah, f- fighter, good, great boxing. Yeah, let's see what Comes goes from on. A boxing for, family too, yeah, right? Yeah, the Smiths. Yeah, um, a lot of the Smiths in, in Liverpool. Um, and this guy's from his opponents from London. He's from London. So he he's yeah, he's coming to London. Uh, to his hometown. Yeah. And again, I'm not a domestic I'm not, a domestic battle. Yeah. So I'm not saying it was, but it does have an influence sometimes for sure. Oh yeah, a lot of. I've times. just seen it so many times when decisions should have, should have gone the other way. Yeah, it happens to way too often. Yeah, way I agree. Too that sucks often. all the time. Anyways. But hopefully he'll get another big fight with somebody, you know, Ryder, yeah. because uh, he is good. Yeah. He had 28-5 and yep. a lot of fights. Uh, so let's move on to the next one. So we got Rene. Rene? Rene? Rene, yeah. Rene Alvarado. Now 32-8, 21 kills. 
TKO over Andrew Concesio. Now 21 and 5 and 2 and 16 KOs. And the reason why I'm talking about this fight is because I love to see what happened in, in this fight. That we're talking about Alvarado, who who now um, revenge an uh, earlier loss that he had to Concesio, Concesio, who stopped Alvarado in the eighth round um, in a fight in 2015. Yeah. So he now. Alvarado, he won his next seven fights over that span of period of time to get himself rated again as the number one contender for the WBA awesome, belt. Man. And then he got this rematch. And in this rematch, he capitalized and he won. Yeah, and, that's a good story. You know, yeah, getting beat, not quitting, not, oh, I got beat, I, this guy's better than me. Get climb your way back up. It yeah. may take some time. Climb your way back up, and then go for it. Take this guy. Yeah, that's a good story, and I'm glad. And it paid off. Yeah, because you know he worked hard to get those seven. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Seven for wins sure. in a row. Yeah, yeah. To line himself for that mandatory WBA title fight, and this fight happened on the 45th anniversary of Alexis Arguello. Become the first Nicaraguan world championship, world champion, because uh, Alvarado, Rene Alvarado, was from Nicaragua too. Yeah, yeah. So it was very fitting that he won that belt That's, for one of the explosive thin men. Yeah, I love the Alexis way he Arguello. fought Alexis Arguello. Yeah. He was really good, mm-hmm. and he set traps. He was a really slick fighter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was fun to watch him fight. Um, just a just a little bit about rematches and yeah. you know the, the how nice is what you're to read about a fight like like this that happened where a guy got knocked out and then comes back um, year a few years later, well years later, four years later, and then knocks out the guy that knocked him out, and it's happened in boxing before and. I know I've already sent you this uh, kind of things that we're going to go over, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can't just quiz you because I know you're going to answer them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I remember, <laughs> oh, that's okay. the problem. Oh, shoot. I read it, but I probably forgot. Okay, so uh, name, name me a rematch where the fighter initially knocked the guy out, and then the, yeah. the guy comes back and knocks out Lewis. Yeah, Louis Rami. Yeah, that was that was that fight. That was a crate in in South Africa. Was not a fight. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was in was South it? Africa, and uh, that was a big upset, man. I remember that huge one. upset. Yeah, but he came back really strong, and, and then started beating his chest. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great with fight. that right hook, bang, bang. And, and done. And the Rock, the Rockman, he was gone. I seen Rockman, the yeah. Rock. So I know that one. Um, another one where somebody got knocked out. See, I can't remember them. Okay. You tell me. Hollyfield um, <laughs> decisioning Riddick Bow. Oh, yeah. Did Bow stop him in the first fight? Yeah, he did. I think yeah, so, I think right? He did. I think and he then, did. And then Hollyfield came back to win. Yeah. Um, 
I don't I don't think this was a stoppage because Barrera and Morales the second fight right and then Barrera beating Morales after Morales beating Barrera in the first fight but and this Barrera was weird won the third fight yeah and Barrera won the third fight yeah. right yeah and then well, you know the first fight was amazing it's one of the best fights I've it was ever so back seen. and forth it's an awesome it awesome was fight just just like nonstop back and forth and it was like. It was unbelievable. I couldn't oh. even believe what I was watching. Okay, so then I got another one you might add to that list. And that was Israel... What was his name? Vasquez. Vasquez versus... Uh, uh, Rafael. Rafael Mar- uh, Marquez. Marquez. Yeah. Yeah. Their series of fights, yeah, they those were are, crazy too. Those were crazy ones, yeah. Yeah. yeah but they could be included on that yeah, list. Yeah, there's, there's a few other ones. There's a Coro... Coro Margarito. Margarito, yeah. Cheetorito. 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 Something I have an urge for Cheetos. Cheetos. I <laughs> cheesies. It ain't easy being cheesy. I another dad joke. I can do it all. <laughs> all um, you need is a kid and a pot belly, and with those <laughs> jokes, you're set. <laughs> I'll never have that, man, because you know I'm just always staying in shape. <laughs> Boom. Bang, bang. Once a boxer, always a boxer. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, there's an. There's another fight too. It was Michael Carbajal and um, Chiquita Gonzalez in their first fight? Carbajal came back and knocked out Chiquita Gonzalez, but they fought three times. But then Chiquita came back and didn't knock him out, but won uh, a, uh, a majority of decision, second fight, and then. Won the third fight too. Yeah, yeah, and I, like I always Carbohol. loved uh, Michael Carvalho. Me too. From Me too. Phoenix, little models, little hands of stone. They called him. Yeah, yeah. He was a hard hitter. Yeah, for a for a flyweight too. Absolutely. No less than fly. He was one hundred six. Oh wow. One hundred eight. He's a small guy. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram, and he's always showing. Um, Boxing technique, and you just love like I just love watching how I was showing things like, man, you just over here go duck down, throw the jab at the top, bang, down and up, like little things like that that yeah. make a changing. big difference in yeah. things. Yeah, changing levels, changing it up, keep your opponent guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what about uh, what else we got in the docket? Well, we got. Do we even really want to talk about Mayweather and how he's well, like saying that? Briefly, he, yeah. He Go okay ahead. though he he made an announcement. He's coming back in 2020. Um, first last week he was talking about I'm never coming back because boxing is a dangerous sport and this and that. I'm not coming back. And now he's saying he's coming back. There's a picture of him with Dana White and apparently Dana White tweeted working on something for 2020. Um, and then Mayweather's basically saying he's going to come back and fight exhibition fights. But one thing he always does, whenever there's a big fight coming up, make an announcement, oh, I'm coming back, I'm coming out of retirement, just to steal the thunder or steal like, the, this Wilder fight this weekend. And he wants to steal away from that. And I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's it's part ego. It yeah. is driven by yeah. ego, probably. Totally. Um, but there's a business side to it. It's 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 good promotion, and yeah. he's a promoter. He promotes himself. Probably one of the best self promoters 
in the history of humankind. He self-promoted himself to a billion dollars. Yeah. That that's pretty incredible. Yeah. That doesn't make him a great guy. I don't yeah. I don't know him, so I, I don't know if he's a great guy or not. I wouldn't judge him but without knowing him, but um that may be just part of his self promotion. And you know, you know, if he bug bugs a few people, well, they'll probably still pay to watch him, see him yeah. see if he'll lose or not. Yeah. So he's still got their dollar in his pocket. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty smart. That's true. Whatever. Let's yeah. let's see let's see him what what kind of circus he's gonna come up with yeah. and probably fight the Khabib guy, the MMA guy and these guys are definitely gonna jump at that opportunity because they're gonna make a lot of money. Anytime you're gonna in boxing, whenever you fought me, whether it was winning winning the lottery, lottery in boxing and now it's if you fight Canelo like Kovalev yeah. and how Kovalev said he, he was just happy for the fight. Do you just see all this stuff? They ha- there's, a, there's a meme about Kovalev and um, uh, it, was actually, it was actually pretty funny. And it was just like a meme basically of like Kovalev's past fights. So look, this is, we, I can't show you guys. Yeah. It doesn't, it, you can't really see it because of glitter. Oh, a little bit. But anyways, yeah. look, the first, the Kovalev against Andrew Ward the first time. I overtrained uh, against Andre Ward the second time. Low blows against Ilir Alvarez. I overtrained. It was an accident against Canelo Alvarez. The turnaround was too quick from his last fight to... This guy's always full of excuses. <laughs> yeah, uh, he I took that money He that took way. that money and ran. Like he, He's one of those that would just didn't... It wasn't there to win the fight. You think he was there for yeah, the money? Yeah, he was just there for the money. That's a big payday, the 11, 12 million that he got. Yeah, you know? that's a great payday. You yeah. didn't take too much damage. So, and you don't, do you, if you miss out on that opportunity, you'll never get an opportunity like that right, again. Right. Seize the day. Yeah. Was, at the end of the day, it was a good move for him and his family. Yeah. So we got, um, what about uh, Cooner's Corner? I think we should yeah, get let, let, let's get into yeah. that. So so basically just today, how we're taught, we talked about Alvarado with his win in the rematch against Cancio. And just your ability to come back from a loss, it takes a lot. Because it, it, mentally and, you know, obviously physically yeah. and training and everything, but mentally... You have to get yourself really, really prepared. I remember when I was like younger, I was still, I was 13 the first time that I was undefeated as an amateur. And then I went to Marquette, Michigan to fight the U.S. team in Ireland. And I, But I fought the U.S. guy in the first fight, this guy from Pontiac, Michigan. His name was Scott Fernie. And he beat me. That's the first time I ever lost. And I was so devastated. I didn't know what it was, how it felt to be to lose. But then I'm like, man, I gotta beat this guy again. I gotta, that's how, I gotta fight him somewhere and beat him. So then we had a rematch, and this story is not gonna go exactly how you think. So the next fight we had a rematch. It was in, it was somewhere in in Detroit or Michigan because he's from Pontiac, Michigan. I lived in Windsor, so I used to train in Detroit, and my coach Keith Jackson and Greg Carverson. They took me to fight at the Gourmet House, and um, and I fought uh, Fury uh, Fernie um, again. Scott Fernie, he he was there, 
And then I didn't know if it was going to be there. And then like, oh, why don't, why don't you guys fight? And then I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever, let's fight. He beat me in a very close decision again. I felt like I should have won. Then the next time I fought him again. So I get a call from my coach. He's like, my coach from Detroit, Keith. And he's like, hey, Cooney, you want to you fight this guy again? I'm like, let's do it. And then we went there to the Gourmet House, same place. Um, beat him beat him easily this time. And I remember like when we're touching gloves at the end, I'm like, yo, bro, not this time. peace and then just just walked up and so the moral of the story is yeah and always use this it's not how you start it's how you finish yeah absolutely good one good one good coach's corner man okay quickly uh good plenty of time did you know segment so did you know uh did you know that two-time world champion george foreman in his career in boxing, he made $5 million. Not bad. And in his career in boxing? In boxing, $5 million. So, you know, he has the Foreman Grill. Yeah, he made a he lot was, of money. Yeah, yeah, he was making $4.5 million a month selling that. And then he got out by this big company, uh, Soltan or something, Incorporated. And they bought it, the rights to it from Foreman for $137 million. Oh, wow. So he made a ton more dough than in boxing. after prize fighting. Yeah. yeah, than in boxing. But being a kind of like a celebrity yeah. and a pretty funny, nice guy, um, that certainly helped him get his branding and sell that thing, sell the hell out of that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's awesome. Like, that you amazing? always like to hear stories like that. I love that. I love you know, it. Make, look at Oscar De La Hoya. And oh. he's making a lot more money than he yeah. did when he was fighting with Golden Boy Promotions. Yeah. And it's, it's nice to see when these fighters are doing that. They're making, making good money and not, not, you know, and, and you don't have to be in the boxing ring anymore. Yeah. So boxing ring is dangerous. Yeah, no, awesome, awesome. All right, man. Okay, so... Another episode I, I down. Get, I guess we out, we out, so we're going to go to our... Yep, look for us on Spotify and all those platforms and yeah, YouTube, Doc and the Boxer. Doc and the Boxer, Doc and the Boxer, Doc and the Boxer. Episode 23 concluded. And we'll be back, we'll be back next week. Same place, same time. <laughs> When I, go, I do, when I do my here. <laughs> when I do my game sign, my son says to me, "What's wrong, Dad? Is that carpal tunnel acting up on you?" <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, bro.